Why is that you was doing? Well, you know, when you look on your phone and you see what's going on around town, look at news, art, sports, look at news and things. Yeah. Well, I was doing the same, but it is on paper. What? I know, it's like so sick. That's old school, man. Like retro. Hastings Independent. So retro. So retro, John, mm. yet so cutting edge. Welcome mm. to Hipcast number seven. Number seven, that it be. Mm. We're coming back. The Hastings Independent Press is to relaunch the print-based newspaper, yeah. Hastings Independent, as of Friday the 3rd of July. Well, We'll be printing... Sorry, mate? No, I was just going to say, at last I'll be able to swat the flies with something, you know. Well... <laughs> Yeah, um, we're going to be printing the same amount of copies, mm. but distribution points will differ as some locations are still not open. Yeah. Um, an updated list of distribution points will be found on the HIP website. I believe it's up now. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the listing section will at some point return. Um, as the, when there's something to list absolutely when when there is something to list so uh, in a couple of issues time as the town starts to reopen I think the listing section will return as well and uh, to help all um, budgets of local businesses and traders uh, we will be very sympathetic with regards to advertising rates so businesses do give us a shout at the email address advertising at hastingsindependentpress.co.uk and let's talk if you need to promote your business and your doors are open again. I think it's time for the news, Colin. Mm -hmm. This is your community news, brought to you by Hastings Independent. Yes, and the local lockdown is being gradually relaxed. I'm sure everyone's noticed that the, uh, the, the social distancing rule has been changed from Five millimetres to one millimetre in uh, Hastings <laughs> Town Centre. <laughs> yes. And um, uh, I suppose the next stage will be everybody just walking around with somebody on their back. Handcuffs, yeah. Uh, that'll be the next one. Mm. And then we'll be, we'll be proper safe then. Truly John. safe, yeah. mate. Truly safe. Okay, well, we've got the local lockdowns kind of pretty high on the list. And um, Councillor Lee of uh, Hastings Borough Council said... Uh, as the rest of the country is busy opening up facilities and helping businesses open their doors, Hastings has failed to do so. Um, she says that many other seaside towns have taken the government's advice from last month, <laughs> idiots, <laughs> and opened up recreational facilities such as tennis courts and, importantly, toilets for the residents to use. Mm. Um, it's a fair point, I suppose, because if everyone's just you know, suddenly... Uh, easing the lockdown. I mean, they've got to go to the toilet, John. Mm. Sally Ann Hart, I don't know whether you remember her. She was elected I remember the one. to um, mm. our MP. Well, she's uh, joined other Conservative uh, Council members in criticising the town's administration for failure to embrace recovery opportunities as the national lockdown eases. She, she told uh, HIP, uh, the virus is under control mm. in general circulation. And now is the time to prepare to turbocharge our local economy, which we cannot do if Hastings Borough Council leadership is determined to keep Hastings closed. We all need to do all we can to ensure that those furloughed have jobs to come back to. And this includes Hastings Council creating a hopeful and positive environment where this is possible. Mm. Really, we ought to uh, ask her what she means by the virus is under control and in general circulation, because... I don't think it can be both, can it? Not really. What's in general circulation? I mean, mm. 
Um, it doesn't make sense, sir. So, Sally, give us a ring. Clear that up, would you, darling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess a pass. If you, if you know, if you know. Yeah. But in contrast to, um, to Mrs Hart, uh, Council Leader Kim Forward pointed to the town's very low infection rate and insisted last Friday, our priority throughout this crisis has been, and continues to be, keeping residents healthy, supporting businesses financially and help them, helping them keep their employees safe. Mm. Um, she says, it's great to see the high streets reopening. We're also keen for this reopening to happen safely, which is very important. It's, it's, it's all kind of good news for some and not for others. It's, and, and it's all in line with the government's vagueness, really, about the whole thing, isn't it? We're all a bit vague. Well, it is, yeah, and of course the um, the Hastings and St Leonard's, the pubs. Good um, point, John. The they've pubs been hit help. as hard as anybody else during the lockdown. Um, for an industry that thrives on social interaction, um, enforced closure can see the end of a, mm -hmm. a small business without proactive measures. I mean, some of the pubs have taken uh, measures to have takeaways and deliveries, which have provided either additional or the only revenue streams coming mm -hmm. in. Um, but these businesses, they, they, you know, they need, they need the crowds buying rounds and they need yeah. the Sunday roasts on the table to keep themselves alive. Um, we've got a date of 4th of July, um, as a possible or a hopeful, uh, date for pubs to reopen that date, um, coming from old Bojo, um, he, he pinpointed that date for the pubs across England to finally reopen. Now that, uh, there is a significant caveat, only establishments with outside spaces will be able to allow customers to drink on site. Uh, whilst pubs can currently serve takeaway and delivery beer, uh, the new rules would allow customers to sit and enjoy their drinks on site. The date is still to be confirmed. Um, but a government source said it is all conditional on the numbers moving in the right direction. Well, I, uh, I spoke earlier to uh, Dave uh, Sansbury from the Horse and Groom in St. Leonard's. Oh, yes. And uh, he uh, reiterated the point that, of course, um, it's all very well having these guidelines, but the size and space inside pubs varies so enormously. Mm. Um, for a start, uh, um, perhaps only half of them have got any outside space at all. Mm. Um, f from his point of view, um, he says that he won't be able to have uh, tables around the bar. Mm. Um, he'll have to space tables out. Uh, luckily, he's got a space in the back that he might be able to utilise. Um, um, if it's only pubs with gardens, then he's, he's basically sunk because all he has, for one example, is the, uh, the little smoking area in the back, which is mm. little more than a, a kind of yard. Um, so pubs should get more news through tomorrow. Tomorrow being the twenty third of June. According according to Dave, that's when it's, yeah that, that's when it's going to be issued the the definite reopening date. So the, so I guess we'll find out then. But mm. there must be bated breath for most of them because for some of them it's just going to be you know you you're still closed, mate. I think so. If only they'd come out with some absolutely concrete regulations for people. I think everyone would be a lot happier, you know. Mm. Shops still don't know whether they're supposed to have screens up, be all wearing masks, uh, stuff like that. You know, come on. Absolutely. Come on, Boris. <laughs> Get it right. Have you, have you got some news on the parking, Colin? Yes, mm. the parking. Parking hell. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, 
Well, retailers and shoppers are going to be returning in their cars to the town centres all across East Sussex as the shops gradually reopen. Uh, and they all have found notices warning of steep rises in on-street parking charges that will come into effect from the beginning of July. So that's just next week. Mm. Um, the hourly charge now uh, averages... 150 in Central Streets and will go up to £2.95 <laughs> for an hour. Two hours, which is the maximum stay in many places, will cost £5.90 from the 1st of July. And uh, Oh, that's quite a hike. It sure is. And on top of that, of course, th- there's this uh, no-change-given thing where just if you just want to park for an hour and you've only got a £2 coin, mm. well, it's going to cost you £2. Sorry. No change. I don't know why they don't give change. I, I'm sure... Machines can be made to give change. Mm. <laughs> I've had change from machines before. Come on, lads. Yeah. In its official presentation, East Sussex County Council, which has set the new rate after a consultation last year, points out that on-street parking charges have not gone up for over 10 years. It is argued that the substantially higher rates will impact driver behaviour for the better. Yeah. They will encourage people to use alternative sustainable forms of transport if they can find any or to use off-street car parks if they continue to drive which will help reduce congestion and improve air quality in our towns well that's that part of it's fair enough but um Mm, where where did they get this idea that parking charges haven't gone up for over 10 years i mean i'm sorry that's just not true borough councillor james bacon has written to the county council leader keith glazier complaining that the parking charge hike will be detrimental to the local economy and the survival of the eclectic mix of independent businesses in Old Hastings Ward. Well, that's, that's got to be true, hasn't it? Mm. There's, no, there's no sort of park and ride scheme anywhere. There's, there, there's, there's been no thought put in at all, has there? This is the county council, by the way, isn't it? Not the, yep. not the local borough council. Mm. Anywho, there's your news. Now, um, yeah, we've got some music on the way, mm-hmm. but um, just to tell you a little bit, about it, um, there's a group of local people from Hastings and Bexhill um, who have produced a fundraising song that re- well really reflects the time during lockdown and how it's impacted our communities locally. Um, it was written by Joe Gallastey, mm-hmm. who works for the uh, the Sarah Lee Trust, and performed by Katie Wren, who's a local artist. Uh, both donated their time for free. Uh, they aim to raise as much money as possible for four local charities, those being Sarah Lee Trust, mm-hmm. uh, Barbecue Animal Sanctuary, Bexhill Food Bank, mm-hmm. and Warming Up the Homeless. Um, a video was created for the song, uh, which uh, consisted of photos donated by people across Bexhill and Hastings of their time during lockdown. Hundreds of submissions were received and as many as possible were included in the video. The finished version was released in June and has already attracted over 1,800 views. Uh, There are no royalties attached and people are encouraged to record their own version to raise funds for the four local causes. Uh, The lyrics as well as the full video are available to watch. Uh, You can go to the uh, the website www.risingsussex.co.uk or for further information email contact at risingsussex.co.uk and here's the tune called the days that never came 
John, but I think it's about time we upped our intellectual game here. Definitely. We got a bit cultured. So, let's have some art news. Art, art, art. Yes, indeed. Well... Uh, at this time of year, the local community would be invited to the University Centre Hastings to see a fantastic array of final year BA Honours artwork. Unfortunately, along with many public events, this was cancelled. However, they have created this event online to view the work in all its glory. The graduating students have managed to finish their degrees at this challenging time and not only complete their work, but create some spectacular final pieces. So please enjoy the show and share with friends and family so the students get the wide audience they deserve. Now you can go along and view the artwork at www.uch-show.co.uk That's uch-show.co.uk Yep, and do try and get on there. I've been on there a couple of times now. Oh, um, yeah? They've got some incredible things in the uh, in the exhibition. Oh, wow. They've got a showreel of animations. Really? Um, which I know that you'd enjoy, Colin. Yeah, uh, go on there. They've got some really good stuff. And Oh, wow. Oh, well, I'll, I'll, I'll be on there. I'll be on there. I'll, I'm an animation freak. Mm. Um, so that's great. Staying on the topic of arts, be careful how you say that. Uh, in episode one, I had the opportunity to speak to Erica Smith about the Town Explorers Book Festival and uh, how it was being affected by the lockdown. Nails Hastings reopens, so does the festival. So I rang 16-year-old Maya Coombs to find out what's going on. Hello. Hi, Maya. How are you? Very good. Have I got this right? You've got the very important title as marketing assistant as uh, at this year's A Town Explores a Book Festival. That's a very important job. Yeah. <laughs> very important job. How did you how did you clock that? Um, well, I've um, always been a family friend of Gail, um, and I've gone down to St. Leonard's yeah. um, for the Town Explores a Book. Very good. Yeah. And so I've always kind of been involved in taking part. Yeah. And so as I'm interested in the arts um, and marketing kind of together, um, she offered this opportunity by being able to kind of work on the job and learn. Mm. So it's been a really nice um, chance to actually get some work experience. Yeah. Um, but actually, it's a real job. Fantastic. Because I spoke to, um, in our first ever episode of the Hipcast about three months ago. I got to speak to Erica Smith um, and that was just as we were all going into lockdown. So she was telling me about how the 
um, the festival was kind of adapting and improvising itself so that events could still take place online. Um, but now that, um, as people will know, that have read the latest issue of Hastings Independent, the festival is kind of opening up and going back on the streets where it really belongs now that Hastings is coming out of lockdown. So there's yeah. going to be a lot more stuff going on. Can you just tell us a little bit more about what's going on around town? So there has been some art projects going on around town. I know some schools have been working on some art outside mm. um, in different locations. And there's also been some out, an outdoor exhibition Mm-hmm. That's about the mind of the traveller, which is with Alex Brattle, who's a photographer. Mm-hmm. And there's also still going to be a few things going on online, um, like the Imaginary World project. And also, shops have started to put up displays in their windows. And there's art exhibitions, um, A Mind of a Time Traveller with uh, Alex Battle and Dawn Dublin at the Southwater Community Centre, I believe. I heard that there's something happening. There's there's a slopey path to Warrior Square Station, which often goes by the name of Slopey Path, which is quite cryptic. Um, uh, that you can find some very strange clocks. Is that right? What What's all that about? Yeah, so you can find some strange kind of clock pieces of art, which I believe an after-school group was working on. Mm-hmm. And it's very... It's kind of a more collab- like a collaboration in yeah. the sense that they've had people getting involved in making the clocks and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I believe that it's all been kind of about time, which obviously has the time travel, like the time machine is all about. So I guess it's kind of just been a kind of collaboration on how we can start getting different groups of people from the community involved in um, the kind of project hands-on. Mm-hmm. And in this situation, it's been um, an after-school group. And yep. I think they've had other groups of people getting involved as well well Maya thank you so much for your time there's some amazing things around town obviously and uh, we wish you all the best for this festival and other festivals to come thank you thank you take care now you too bye bye so that was uh, Maya Coombs the uh, the new marketing assistant for A Town Explores a Book and now I'm going to try and get hold of Titenda Michael who's a very young artist um, in town um, you might have seen him on the uh, the posters of a town explorer book uh, online. He's actually currently um, standing in the middle of the Zoom gallery just by the station at Warrior Square there. And I'm going to see if I can have a quick chat with him on the phone now whilst he's at Zoom. See what he can see. Hi there, is this Tatenda? I'm very well, my friend. I'm very well. So I believe, um, from speaking to Gail, I believe that you're there at uh, Zoom Gallery by Warrior Square Station as we speak. Um, yeah. Tell me a little bit more about what what you can see down there. Well, 
from what I can see, John, honestly, it's a very intimate space. It's like not as claustrophobic, but enough for the person to literally look at every piece and have a space and a time where there's no pun intended. Mm. And there's a lot of pieces that really delve into like the time aspect by uh, distorted uh, time pieces where the watches and clocks are being like meshed in a liquefied kind of technique. And then there's some which even one of my favorite ones by uh, Tony Ali, which kind of goes with the 820,071 AD, mm. and it's just a picture that looks like a prehistoric place, but it's almost like set in the in the further future. And I just love the fact that it kind of reminisces of like the almost like the Egyptian times of like how that was seen to be futuristic, but it kind of gives off a new perspective. And there's a, a lot of like techniques and meshes of like styles into this i'm literally staring at one that has like almost like you know like the nokia 1100 keypads to the action man action man action figure to even um almost like dark streets for like watches it's quite nostalgic i'm not gonna lie i know that there are it's a kind of a mixed media exhibition by by various mm. artists is, is that right Indeed, it kicked yes. off it kicked off today the 22nd of june it's going to be on i would assume through july um, yes. But um, how many artists are there? Do you know? Uh, I believe I've told there's about fifteen artists. Well, okay. So quite a, it's like you said, a mixed media piece of like various styles, various techniques. Uh, some with like uh, actual bones, like chicken bones. Others with like a, a, like, like I said, action figure heads, mm. etc. And even there's one right here. I literally wish you could see, but there's one that is literally just embroidery, but it literally looks like the sea in pure pristine details, like 4K. It's so crazy. No, and I'm just inspired by how people take the time to create such pieces in regards to convey a theme, but also kind of give off that natural flair to it, because each person's style is greatly evokes through the pieces, I'm telling mm. you. Of course, we've seen your mugshot on a lot of the posters um, promoting the, fest <laughs> the festival itself. How did, you, how did you get involved in it, Tatenda? enough, I got involved uh, thanks to Gayo, but I'm also Emma Harding with the uh, community project at Town Explores A Book, which is the time machine, which is currently what the Zoom Arts is currently based around. Yeah. And um, I was just working in regards to uh, going to schools and just teaching children about not only just understanding in regards to the book, where it talks about um, seeing challenges uh, as opportunities to change due to the times that will come, which sure. is the theme of the book. And um, I was really just grateful for the fact that it allowed not only just myself to envelop into a new um, area and or theme about my own practice as an artist, but also give off my um, take to the next generation because in the end they are the ones that are going to carry on the traditions of like the, the stories and the history and actually understanding uh, that time is present but at the same time it is moving our time now is also our history absolutely very well put okay to then well look we will leave it there thank you so much it sounds like a real interesting um, exhibition we've got there at the zoom arts collective um, so we, uh, we we do hope that the community will make their way down there as well as all of the other exhibitions of um, A Town Explores a Book that's happening around town. More information can be found on that in the uh, current and next issues of Hastings Independent. There's a lot of information on there yeah. about what's going on within the festival. And uh, I wish you all the best of luck, sir. Thank you very much, John. And you have a, have a blessed day. Take care of yourselves. When people do come down, 
sun is out, obviously two meter distance, and do enjoy the art that is around in Hastings, because guess what? It will inspire you no matter who you are. Well said. Right. Take, right, care. Take care. Yeah? Bye now. That was young artist Tetenda Michael there. Uh, full details of the festival uh, will be listed in the forthcoming print issue of HIP, which is out on the 3rd of July. Now, Colin, um, as the festival goes outside, um, I believe there's uh, a bit of a buzz about the benefits of being outside. Yeah. Well, um, I, th I think you as a gardener understand that more than most I do there indeed. are many benefits many benefits and there's currently a lot of buzz about gardening and the health and well-being benefits of just being in the great outdoors mm. so I mean gardeners have known for millennia about the health-giving aspects of the natural world but it's taken COVID-19 restrictions to bring us to our senses because that's what being in the natural world can do now then what makes gardening so powerfully therapeutic that's one question. Number two, how can we benefit even if we've no outdoor space? That's question two. Yeah. And the finally, question three, can gardening help us to cope with the challenges of social isolation? Ooh, yes, it can. Okay, I mean, take it in any order you like, John. Mm. But, but anyway, if you, if you want to find out from the horse's mouth, uh, read Outdoor Therapy for Mind, Body and Soul, by Dorothy Arnott on the on the HIP website, and I wasn't suggesting for a moment that Dorothy Arnott uh, bore any resemblance to a horse. By the way, that was just a, a figure of speech. Well, in our previous HIP cast, Caroline Russell of the Friends of Hastings Country Park Nature Reserve shared with us what was going on in her back garden. Well, here she is again with more feathery goings on. What other birds do I get in the garden all year round? Well, there is the robin, blue tit, great tit, cool tit and dunnock. A pair of robin bred in my tool shed two years ago. After they'd raised one clutch, they built another nest and raised a second. Their nests are a work of art, and I put both on display on an outside windowsill until they fell apart. Take a look around the margins of your garden if you want to see a dunnock. I once found a pale blue eggshell in the garden, a quick Google, and I identified it as a dunnock's. I get the graceful coloured dove, and in contrast, the fat, plodding wood pigeon. For the song of the wood pigeon, conjure up Frank Spencer saying, My toes hurt Betty, my toes hurt Betty. Both birds come to feed on the seed that has fallen onto the lawn. I can't help but think that the wood pigeon would make an easy catch for a sparrowhawk, although I've never seen one in the garden. I live in hope. I've got wary blackbirds that watch my every move. There's the starling with its patches of green and purple iridescence and impressive soundtrack. And the grey-headed jackdaw, the smallest of our crow family. Both the starling and jackdaw tend to keep their distance by staying to my roof. The main exception is when the starlings have chicks to feed and they devour my mealworms in breakneck speed. I currently have the upper hand of the jackdaws because, try as they might, they have yet to succeed in removing the metal mesh that covers my chimney tops. In defeat, they've moved in with the neighbours. The wren got some lovely delicate markings, and that bold eye stripe is a corker. They're difficult to see for any length of time, as they dash between the shrubs. They make up for this poor show with the belter of a song, a loud trill that lasts for several seconds. A pair of wrens occupied my nest box three years ago, 
When their chicks were born, they were none too happy each time I stepped foot into their garden. A constant harsh alarm call was instantly set off. We'd love to hear how you are doing at bird watching and bird listening. What bird do you enjoy the most and why? Who's nesting in your garden? And what dramas are being played out in front of your eyes? You can share your discoveries with the Friends of Hastings Country Park Nature Reserve by posting on our Facebook account, tweeting us, or emailing us. So that's it from Caroline. Uh, but we're hoping that someone from the Friends of Hastings Country Park Nature Reserve uh, will be with us for the next Hipcast to share what's happening in our wonderful country park. Indeed, John, our wonderful country park. Um, now, I believe we ought to remind our listeners um, what's happening with the Hastings Independent from the next issue. John? Mm, yeah, well, as people might know that, uh, well, for the last three months, really, um, due to uh, the situation um, because of COVID, we had to come from a print version and just go on to a PDF version. And we even changed the day where we were coming out every Friday. Yeah. Uh, the PDF version we changed uh, to a Tuesday. Uh, from the next issue, issue 155, um, we will be bringing back the print issue of Hastings Independent. Woo-hoo. And that will be launched on Friday the 3rd of July. Um, it will be printed the same amount of copies as before but distribution points will differ and you can find that full list of your um, up, up-to-date uh, distribution list on our website and we'll try and put it on social media as well so it's easy for you to find. Um, and yeah, if you do go to the website, um, do bear in mind that uh, we are a, um, a community interest company. We are a volunteer-led company uh, that survives on um, advertising and donations and as av- advertising has dried up during this period we do want the newspaper to stay afloat if you uh, do enjoy reading Hastings Independent and have enjoyed or are enjoying these podcasts then please just go to the website you'll find um, a little donation button there Um, If you could just give a one-off donation to Hastings Independent Press, then uh, we would very much appreciate it, and uh, we can make sure that this important community service keeps alive. Exactly. Button your lip and donate to HIP. And with that, that's uh, another episode of HIPcast over and done. To see us out, I'm going to play a piece of dance music that was written uh, for Mental Health Awareness Week last month. Um, it's not available online at the moment, but if anybody does want a copy, then they can contact hipcast at hastingsindependentpress.co.uk as long as you promise to give a donation to um, a mental health charity of your choice. This is called Feel So Blue. <laughs>